is Earth Tribe Radio, www.earthtriberadio.com. Hey, Charles. Hey, Fiona. How are you doing? I am doing great. How are you doing? Here, it's a perfect temperature for me today. Oh, isn't it beautiful? It's just beautiful. So you had some really interesting things from Warren Buffett that I think is so important for us to hear and just ponder, as you often say. Yes. There, there was something that I read the other day. Um, that came from Warren Buffett. And I thought, this this is the time for us to explore these five things that he writes down. And it's because everything is kind of in a turmoil right now. We've sort of lost our footing, and everything is changing, and um, it seems like... Uh, we can't, there's nothing we can rely on anymore. That's one aspect of it. And it doesn't matter where you are in the world, there's upheaval going on. Um, now, wh- for whatever reason. And so when I saw this, I thought, well, this is very good for this time. And Warren Buffett says, the most important thing is to do what you love. Okay, now, that being said, uh, everybody would say, oh, yeah, well, uh, you know, let's, if I did what I love, then what? Then something could happen, or I wouldn't earn this, or I wouldn't get that. Since all of those things seem to be up in the air right now, let's go through the five things he suggests. When you do what you love, no matter what it is, well, not harming anybody. I, I put that in there. If you do what you love, you are aligned with doing the things you care about. And that's so important because now you're tuned into the heart and mind together as opposed to just the mind. Yes, you're caring absolutely. about something. You're caring about something. And I've had a job where I didn't really care about anything. There was nobody that was grateful for anything in there. And I cried myself to to work every day, driving the 90 miles there and the 90 miles back, because I didn't care about it. And why was I doing it? Well, there was a salary there. It didn't mean anything to me. So do what you love. You are... When you do what you love, you are aligned with doing the things you care about. Now, the second point, when you do what you love, you feel like you belong. And belonging right now is such a fundamental thing for everybody to feel that they they belong. They're, they belong. I can't stress that more. When you do what you love, you do the things you're actually good at. You know, you're just not paid to do a job that you don't care about and you might not be good at. When you do what you love, you are more optimistic. You're not depressed. You're not fatalistic about it. And when you do what you love, you're more motivated. 
So those are the five things that Warren Buffett offers to us in this time and day when everything is shifting and changing, to do something that you love. I totally believe everything else will fall into place from that. Yes, sorry to interrupt you. So, yeah, this is one of the most successful and richest men on the planet. Uh, not that that means anything necessarily, of course. But, um, you know, what he, if he's saying do what you love, then he must love what he's doing. Absolutely. Well, and when you see the other things that he gets involved with in life, it's always ca- it's, it's with care. It's a caring about something. So you, you can spot that straight away if you want to investigate Warren Buffett, B-U-F-F-E-T. And the other thing is that you can also do what you love in part-time. I mean, some people have a job like they've been trained as maybe a teacher or a, even a barista, anything that they may have been, you know, lawyer, they may have been trained to do. Um, they uh, they may not love it, but they're doing it for money and they've got a pension at the end of it. So if you can't do it professionally now and you, you're kind of in a hamster wheel from something that you really don't care about, find time, like make time to do what you love. And and I think that is how you can incorporate it into your life without necessarily just, you know, chopping and jumping over the bridge. If you can do that, that's that's good. But it's not for everybody because they, for some people, if, if partway through their life they do that, and they haven't got themselves set up financially, that can be very, very difficult. I mean, you and I have both been in, in, we've always done, except for that time when you were talking about there, we've always done what we loved. It hasn't necessarily been secure financially, although now we're both doing much better. But it, it, is, uh, it, it is something that you can do part-time as well as, potentially full-time. There's another aspect to it, because when I reflect back on doing this job that I was so totally not suited for, and I don't know why it was offered to me, um, and I cried all the way to work and back, thinking, what am I doing? The reason I stayed with it for, oh, I can't remember whether it was one or two years, I decided to have an adventure with it, do something remarkable with it. I thought I had nothing to lose. And so I used, I, it was sort of like I went on an adventure with my brain about how could I make this work? And it's not along the, 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 the normal lines of how to make this work, but how could I do this? And then I started having fun with it. And then it became successful. And then I was, uh, then I left on a high note rather than saying, I, can't, I just can't do this job. I actually did something. So although I didn't love it, I decided to enjoy it. I enjoy it and do something that was not quite planned but worked out really well. That's- well, I find that that is that's it gives you the freedom when you do something like you did. It gives you the freedom to try something else mm-hmm. and to be prepared to take a little jump into something new. Yeah. I mean, I know with teaching, um, I taught for only eight years, but um, I also did the opera singing. The opera singing I gave up because Ta- our daughter, my, our daughter Tasha was born, 
and I didn't want to have to be away from her at all, so I stopped that. But the teaching was the same reason. I mean, I, I just decided to give it up and because um, I was singing and uh, I'd already been doing some co- life coaching, death coaching, and so that which I loved, so that when I finished, I had kind of a, um, a seamless, almost a seamless uh, move into the life death coaching. And um, I found that I started to get clients very quickly. So sometimes, if again, if you can start doing something you love, and, and I didn't even look for the coaching clients, they started to find me before I'd finished all the other stuff. I think that's how it goes. Because I... If what I love, I have to say, what I love doing so much now is doing readings over the phone, and it's so much more wonderful doing it not with somebody because there's so much distraction. When I can do a channeling or a reading um, over the phone, I, I'm completely separate from from everything else um, in in the world, and I'm totally focused on channeling the guides of that person. And the information that comes out is amazing. It's kind of like how I loved doing sweat lodges. It was hard, but I loved it. I cared about it. I cared. About, uh, I, I I trusted it. I, the things that we love in life are the things that are best. I think the best all of all. Julie, if they Sorry. want to reach you, if they want to reach you, what is your email again? The one you use for people who want to create sessions. Okay, um, I have counsel c o u n c i l of o s grandmothers at gmail.com Great. So um, if you're looking for a session or or a Mayan reading uh, from Joe or a Mayan chart, your whole birth chart, which is really fascinating. Joe did one for me as well. So we're getting back to talking about doing what we love. Again, you know, you can make a jump or you can do what you have to do and then incorporate what you love. But it's so important uh, to find out what you do love because I see so many retired people walking around looking so blank and lost because they've identified so much with their work or have hated their work but still identified with it or loved it and identified with it. And when they retire, it's like they're so bored and lost. So if you start now, Doing something you love—it's it, so important. I have a friend who was a high-powered businesswoman. Then she had a, she kind of retired. Then she had a stroke and was unable to do a lot of things. Um, and she found something she loved, and she is so active and doing it, and so full of life right now. And it was something like. Um, doing the flowers for the church, for Sunday's church. So that would, she would design these, uh, how do you call it, creating these, I don't know even what you call it, these stands of flowers, different kinds of, oh my golly, her artistic 
quality came out, and now she posts on her Facebook accounts of the flowers that she's doing or has done for the Sunday. And she's got all these friends uh, coming through to her on her Facebook saying, oh, my gosh, where did you get those flowers? I love the combination that you put together. And she cares about it. She cares about her church and the people that go there, and she cares about giving them the best floral arrangements that she can, and it's given her a whole new life. So it isn't something that we have to do that we think other people will think is important as opposed to what other people think is less important. We don't care about what other people think right now. We really don't. That They're allowed to think whatever they want, but it's really what do you care about? What do you care about joy when you're doing it? And what lights you up? You know, I mean, we've spoken about um, not, you know, being I, uh, doing what we love and not worrying about what other people think because we've said so many times that 50% of the time they're not going to approve or more, and then 50% or less or more they're going to approve, but you never know which it's going to be, and it can change within <laughs> a day. It doesn't matter. It makes me laugh you know, now when I think of how important these things were to us when we were a lot younger, you know. Yes, and even when it's your look or whether you're getting old or young or fat or thin or whatever it is, somebody's going to approve of you and somebody's not going to approve of you. I went to a, um, um, a, a new acupuncturist and he came in and he said to me, I am always so happy when you're here because you always look so happy. And he just appreciated the smile. That was yeah. he because not many people in his practice, he sees a lot of very sick people, smile. Yeah. So he just really appreciated the smile. Yeah. So we we do what we love, and when it lights us up, it lights other people up too. Yeah. And then you get to the second point that he makes about this. You feel like you belong, because you do, mm-hmm. and you're appreciated. And it could be an artistic thing. We've talked about this before. That's very fulfilling, any kind of artistic thing. And don't do it for anybody else or for their approval. Or it could be something like, and we've talked about this before too, it could be going out and helping, you know, offering to help some somebody yeah. or, you know, local person in the community or an organization that helps others. That's incredibly rewarding as well. Yeah. So just find something that lights you up. If you've lost your light, it's not your fault. It's just that for most of your life, you've been doing stuff that didn't light you up, that you're not interested in, and you never, no one ever told you or encouraged you to do what you love. Yeah. Not their that's fault. A, that's important. And, we, and now is the time to do it. Um, and then, like my friend, she didn't know she was good at arranging flowers, but she discovered that she was really good at it, you know, and she became an artist. So she's now she has something that she's really good good at she's got a place where she belongs she's doing something she cares about for things that she cares about and she's like you know you think of this woman who's retired and had a stroke and um had trouble with her hands and look what she's doing oh my golly then of course she's more optimistic because life is worth living again you know and then she's motivated. 
So if you found yourself feeling down and feeling like, what on earth am I doing? Ask yourself, I'm going to spend the next few weeks finding what it is that I love and incorporating a little bit of that into my life. Absolutely. It could be very small. It could be very big. It could be as small as just um, joining a dance group or you know getting a, uh, something online where you could dance to it if you love dance. Or it could be starting a dance class. It could be anything, again, from the smallest to the biggest. You know, I've got to tell you this story. It's kind of... I, I, I amaze myself at the energy I had before I got... Uh, the cancer and then you know had to start taking these meds but you know on certain days of the month i would say i would take a blanket and go down to sit on the beach and that's like 15 miles away from where i am so it was an effort to to get down there and i'd bring some candles and i would do prayers for the i'd sit on the towel and i would offer my prayers for all the sea creatures and everything that's living in the sea and the healing of the sea. And I would sit there all by myself. And I remember this one time I was meditating. I'd lit a few candles and put them in the sand there, sitting on the blanket, and I'm just meditating with my prayers. And when I open my eyes, there's a whole bunch of people sitting with me that I didn't even know had come and sat down, but they were walking the beach, and they thought, oh, that looked... And what a wonderful feeling it was to open my eyes and see the other people there. And then we began to talk, and it became like a circle, a circle of people. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we, we have so much we can do right now when we think everything's being taken away, and it won't... Like going down to the beach and sitting on a towel didn't cost me a thing. Well, that was such a wonderful image, Jill, too, of you sitting there with your candles and opening your eyes and looking around and seeing everybody there. (laughs) All these people that weren't there, you know, a moment ago. But um, And I did the same thing up in Portland, Oregon, at these beautiful Japanese gardens. And I was strolling through the gardens, and I saw this little bench by a pond in these beautiful gardens. And I sat down there to meditate. And again, when I opened my eyes, there were a bunch of people who had been walking through and just decided to sit on the bench with me. So lovely, you know? It is so lovely. So if you're wondering why you're not feeling better, if you're wondering, you know, why things just feel like a drag or just your life isn't quite what you want, start looking to what is it I love and how can I incorporate that in my day-to-day life, even if it's just a little bit. Absolutely. And I do. And I think like going to the beach doesn't cost a thing. Finding a tree to sit under, put your back against the tree. I really... And just calm yourself and then maybe reflect and start to ponder, my favorite word, ponder. As you're in nature or doing a meditation, what do I really love? If I... What do I really love? Now, for example, I really loved traveling, as you know. I would go somewhere <laughs> for a month every year to some place like crossing the Sahara Desert or into Guatemala or El Salvador or or Mexico, uh, study the language, do something uh, that 
brought me out of everything that surrounded me and brought me back to myself, which I remembered who I was when I was doing that. And then, of course, when I was told because of the cancer and the lymphedema that I could no longer travel. And I thought, well, maybe I can't travel like I used to. So there are other ways of traveling. This is where we we have an adventurous spirit. We think, well, what can I do? And then I thought meditating. And that's when I got in touch with whatever it is that I channel that helps people, which I love doing. You know, and it's not me doing it. I'm just the hollow bone. The Lakota call it the hollow bone through which spirit comes. So it's uh, allowing spirit to use you to come through. And um, I, uh, that's my travel. That's how I travel. And I think that if we look at our childhood, too, sometimes, you know, everybody, a lot of people want to be fire, fire people or something. But if you look through your childhood, for me, it was singing. So if you look through your childhood and ask yourself, what did I love as a child? Sometimes that can give you clues. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't, that kind of, if, you know, if I look at my childhood, I just didn't want to be who I was, which is why I became an actress. And then I realized becoming an actress, I don't want to be living somebody else's life. I wanted to live a life that somebody wanted to make a movie out of. So I got waylaid by my dream as a child because I wanted to be loved. I wanted to be loved Um, as a child. That was everything to me and I thought well if I if I was on stage people would love me and it's not necessarily true but um, it was an interesting way to come around it it's an interesting way to come around it and I, I want to just say to you do you know who that wonderful actress Miriam Margolis is uh, no okay she's a wonderful actress a wonderful comedian wonderful voiceover. She's written a book. She's world-renowned. World and she was in the last movie I did, and that was in Egypt. And she and I went and sat on a wall by the pyramids. And that's what I said to her, Miriam, I got it all wrong. I'm living somebody else's life when I'd rather have somebody want to... I'd rather live a life that somebody would want to move, make a movie out of. I don't want to be somebody else in a movie. And I was sitting with her, and last night I got an email from her from around the world. You know, I haven't seen her in 50 years. And, she, and we're going to meet up in Santa Barbara. I love it. I love it. I love it. But she was the one sitting with her. It made me... Oh my God! I got it all wrong. So it's what's it? What your dream as a child isn't necessarily what you're, what you should be doing, but it's a way to get you to where you're going. That's a good thing to say. And also, I think that uh, as a child, you loved nature, oh, and yeah. you were very much part of nature and working with nature and that was I think the thing that really showed you if we look back at your childhood that is that was the essence of what you do yeah with your shamanic work so I think that it was there it just wasn't as obvious as the other yeah well because it was 
not thought of as a way that you can make money. And so I was brought up in a household where it was all important about how to make money and have 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 a have a reputation and be an upstanding important person. Well, the, the and climbing trees of, wasn't one of them in my parents' book. <laughs> <laughs> but if you think of, we both created, uh, you know, I created a, a really a huge clientele in New York, and um, it was something I loved doing. But it was out of nothing. I mean, it just came from a few interviews and a, and a, and a TV. I mean, a, a newspaper article and a few other things. You got the doggies. And for you, I don't know how you started your coaching business, but it's it, like it just emerged for me. It, yes. it didn't. It, it's not what I was trained to do, so all the training helps. I think it, it comes emerged. from spirit. I think that's when, yeah. as Warren Buffett says, when you are aligned with the things yeah. you care about. So it's the alignment. It's becoming aligned with the things that you care about. So and that that will bring in money to some. I'm sorry people. about our little dog. If that's irritating, can you hear that? I'm sorry. I can hear, but it's okay. We know okay. we're, we're recording. This is our. We know we've got. Yeah, this is um, our. This is our blind little little dog, um, who sometimes senses things outside. So she has to bark to let them know whatever she senses that she's there. <laughs> well, we've been talking about doing and finding what you love because it is such an important thing for the joy of our life, really. Without that, it's like life begins to mean not much. Yeah, and so, then we start suffering anxiety and depression. and So we've got the time now to do this. Take some time yes. to find what you love. And even if you only have a little time or make a time to do a little of it, that's helpful. Yes. Well, this is Earth Tribe Radio. www.earthtriberadio.com, your home on planet Earth. <laughs>